We're in the house tonight to call the game for Nesson. The New England Sports Network is Tom Karen. And well, first of all, uh, has to be a while since you guys have been back here. Uh, when was the last time you saw the rink? Has changed a lot, I, I imagine, since you've been here. Well, it has changed a lot. 2005 was the last time we were here to do a game, and it's a completely different place. Now, I got a sneak preview because my son plays in the Valley League, and his squirts team played here oh, about nice. a month ago. And <laughs> They were still putting seats in, so yeah. it was uh, good to see that they, they finished it. What a fabulous job they've done. Uh, you know, you don't have to be an 8,000-seat arena right. to, to be a great college hockey arena. You just have to, you know, you have to have a good-looking rink, which you now have, and, and a student body that supports it, which you have. So I, I think this is great for hockey East and college hockey in general. Yeah, certainly winning team helps as well. I'm wondering, uh, you know, you get a chance that you talk to a lot of the other people. Uh, you've seen a lot of the other teams as well. What, what's the take around the league uh, on Merrimack this year? It was interesting. Jack Parker, early on in the year, Jack Parker said uh, that Merrimack was the hardest working team he had faced this year. And I think that speaks a lot to what uh, Mark Dennehy has done here. Uh, he, he said this team literally does not take a shift off, that you had better be ready to go every single shift. Uh, because Merrimack will make you pay. Now, now you have DaCosta, and DaCosta's an elite player, uh, and he's a guy who can break a game open. But the difference, I think, now, even compared to last year, the depth around DaCosta is much better. I mean, there you, you can lose a guy like Big O, so you don't have tonight, right. and still have other guys who can jump in and get the job done. So right. it's not just one guy. It's not just DaCosta. This is a team that can make a lot of teams pay. Now, you guys come in here to do the game tonight. Uh, what's the day like from your perspective as you prepare for the game? Well, I caught a squirt game this morning that started at 7 a.m., uh, and then uh, we saw an indoor soccer game, and then we get over here. We get about uh, yeah, 4 o'clock or so, start going over notes, uh, interview the two coaches. Uh, and Bob Beers is here because Craig Janney mm. says he's sick, uh, but he's in Phoenix, and, and I just think he had enough of the snow, so he took a weekend off. But Bob Beers is one of the best. So we got an NHL analyst who comes in and does the game. Brennan Walsh will take his spot back in studio. And, and we go through, you know, really the storylines for the game. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about the, the, the renovation of the rink and the student body tonight and how, how Merrimack has really rallied behind this team, uh, which, again, I think is great for college hockey. We're going to talk a lot about the Costa. Talk a lot about Kanata, who I think is one of the best goalies in the conference. And then on the other side, you get a Vermont team that went to the NCAAs last year, right. has really struggled offensively, but still feels if they can get in the playoffs, they could maybe make a lot of teams pay because they're a good defensive team and they can win some games 2-1, to 3-2. to two. Yeah, certainly uh, one of the, th the issues for Vermont scoring goals. Uh, I know that their their offense ranks down near the bottom of the league uh, and they've been having trouble putting pucks in the net, but a lot of times also, I mean, we saw Merrimack a few years ago, a club that didn't have the big guy that they could turn to to score goals, and it makes that much of a difference when you have a guy, not only DaCosta, but Jesse Todd's putting up, a, he scored his 13th goal last night. When you have guys that when you need goals, you can put them out there and get them. Yeah, there's, there's no question about that. You know, there are, you know, Nyberg in Maine, uh, a couple of guys maybe at BC, uh, DaCosta here. There are very few guys who can really just separate themselves from, from the other players on the ice. Uh, and DaCosta is that guy. Now, uh, again, I think that the big difference with Merrimack, even compared to last year, is you take DaCosta off this team, and I think it is still a team that's fighting for home ice advantage. Uh, I think that's how far the program has come. And, and, and you put him on the ice, and again, you got a game changer. you got a guy who can electrify a crowd, and, and again, make something happen on nothing. Now, I know Vermont did a pretty nice job shutting him down on the power play last right. night, and, and that's where those other guys are going to have to come in, because... You know, you're going to have teams keying on DaCosta. But if they do too much of that, you've got other guys who can make them pay. Right, and uh, Jesse Todd, actually, his goal, I think, came three seconds after a power play expired. So, you know, uh, pretty much a power play goal, as much as you could expect one to be without it actually 
going in the books as one. But, uh, you know, I mean, looking at this game tonight, uh, uh, and I don't know if you guys had seen Vermont before, but, uh, you know, your thoughts, especially the back end of a, of a weekend set, uh, what's key for both clubs tonight? Well, it's interesting because the thing about Vermont this year is they've kind of been the opposite. They've been winning a lot of Friday games, right. and, and the other teams have made that adjustment to the next night. Last week against UMass. Uh, Vermont wins 2-1 to one on Friday night, and UMass rolls over them 6 nothing. So it's a real challenge here for Kevin Snedden and, and UVM to be on the other side of that. Losing last night, can they figure out what it'll take to make that difference against uh, Merrimack? And, and Merrimack, meantime, I think last night answered some questions. Yeah, they had that six-game winning streak. Right. They lose against UMass Lowell, which is a bit of a shocker, obviously. But they really bounced back with a nice effort last night. Now, two early goals, they kind of hold on to win. Uh, can they uh, create a little more offense and try to get Medora moving around? Because that's probably the key when you're going up against Vermont. Right. You guys saw UMass and Northeastern last night, a couple of clubs that we will see next week. We've seen Northeastern already, but not yet UMass. Uh, how'd the game go last night, and, and, and your thoughts on both those teams? Well, it was a good game. We've seen UMass uh, several times now, and, and they've got great speed. Uh, they've got a lot of injuries, and they're very young. And, and you know, they can, they can go at you in the sort of track meet, but, you know, you can wear them down right now with all the guys they're missing. Northeastern is a team that I think a lot of teams are going to have to be worried about. You know, Rawlings, can, he, he's so big back there. And, and a sophomore goaltender who has just really shown himself to have the ability to be one of the elite goalies in the nation, uh, has three shutouts in the last four games, and isn't flashy. Doesn't make a lot of spectacular saves, but he's always in position. He's got that yeah. huge frame, and he just absorbs the puck. Uh, so I, I think Northeastern, if they get on track, you know, McNeely and McLeod and some of the guys who've been around three, four years now are starting to put it together. And, you know, they always get a little something going in the bean pot. they got a chance to maybe do something in the bean pot this year. You hate to say it, but they got Harvard in the first round. And if you're going to get, you know, that's the team you want in the first yeah. round. Take your chances in the second round. And so, you know, they, they might not get home ice. So, you know, some team is going to finish second or third and wind up with a very good Northeastern team right. coming to town, and that won't be an easy first-round draw. Yeah, and that's certainly one of the things we were talking about. Merrimack could finish its highest position ever, third or fourth, and either way they're going to draw somebody pretty good in the first round, even if they have home ice. Well, that's the thing about Hockey East now. You know, it, it's become the deepest conference in the nation, and I think that helps. You know, Vermont last year goes to the NCAAs and feels they can compete against anybody right. because of what they have to do week in, week yeah, out. Even though they finished eighth. Absolutely right. They finished eighth in this conference, and they wind up getting an at-large bid in the NCAAs. So, I I don't think there's any question. What you go through on a week-to-week basis you know, in this conference, if you survive it, can prepare you for greater things in March. Right. You seem to enjoy calling the college games, do you? Oh, absolutely. I love the college game. I grew up in Maine. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Black Bears were always the, the big deal up there. Uh, my boys both play hockey. You know, I, I was around the game as a kid. Uh, around the game, before I came to Nesson, I did AHL hockey. Uh, so, so the, you know, the Red Sox uh, uh, pay the bills for me, <laughs> and there's no question about that. I'm looking forward to spring training. Uh, but, but I love doing this every winter. Yeah, I meant to ask you uh, the next, you know, final question. I guess, uh, what's the schedule look like when do you head down south? Two weeks from tonight. Not that we're counting. I'm done. <laughs> like the rest of every, uh, everybody listening, I'm done shoveling. I've had enough. Get me down there. Uh, we start uh, two weeks from tomorrow. We do our first show, uh, Red Sox Spring Break Live, uh, six to seven o'clock from City of Palms, and we're there for the two weeks every night doing shows um, leading up to the first games. Then I actually come back for the hockey's playoffs, right. uh, which is great. So I get down there for a few weeks and uh, get to shake off the winter blues a little bit, then get back for the Hockey's playoffs, which is great. So what do you think? Some interesting moves they made in the uh, offseason. Yeah, the, you know, the anticipation is off the charts. I don't know. Uh, even 07, I don't think there was this an- much anticipation. i got to go back to 04 when they went and got Schilling and Folk in the offseason yeah. after losing Game yeah. 7 to the Yankees. I, I don't think I've seen this much anticipation since then because I think people were thrilled that they got Gonzalez. Yeah. But then to come back a few days later with Crawford just stunned everybody. And then Bobby Jenks, 
a guy who most teams would be looking for as a closer to come in and pitch the seventh or eighth inning. They've, hey, meet on the Yankees. They're back to the Bronx Zoo, right? Yeah. Yeah, Cashman <laughs> sniping at the Steinbrenners. They didn't get Cliff Lee. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have been ripped apart. So I, I think you know they are the prohibitive favorite in the American League going into the season. The uh, I would have to imagine the Red Sox Tampa Bay games are going to be very interesting this year. <laughs> we didn't think they were. <laughs> I was talking to Don Orsillo. You know, I was like, ah, 18 games at Tampa Bay. They're not much of a team. And those, yeah. you go get two of the idiots from 2004. <laughs> you know, Manny and Damon. So yeah, those 18 games. Uh, I, I know we did a poll. What games are you most looking forward to? And like a month ago, Tampa Bay was like eight percent. Of the people. And that was like 29%, wow. like the next day, you know. So, yeah, I think those are going to be great games against the Rays. Well, thanks, Tom. We uh, will look forward to seeing your call with the Red Sox and also enjoy the game tonight. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Looking forward to it.